Welcome, everybody. Eighth official Greyhound Time podcast presented by Almonds. I'm Armand Siraji. And I'm Jimmy Malone. And today we have a very special guest. There he is. Mr. We have Mr. Hildebrand on the podcast today. Very excited to have him on. Former Clayton alum, also a business teacher here at Clayton. Um, we think he has a very unique perspective because he ha- he knows what athletics were like um, earlier, uh, but he also sees what they're like now. So he has a really unique perspective, and uh, he can really describe the contrast to us between the, the two different time periods. Yeah, uh, class of 1999. Uh, he's been at Clayton for a long time, so he'll definitely have a unique perspective on what's going on. And um, throughout like this process of us doing Greyhound time, he's definitely been like one of the biggest helps um, just because he has like so much knowledge with the business aspect, but at the same time, having his own podcast, Nerd is a New Cool. Check, Available everywhere. Yeah, check, check it that out. out. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's definitely helped us out with a lot of the stuff going on. So thank you, Mr. Hildebrand. Give it a listen. Man, I'm hungry, hungry. Man, me too. Mr. Hildebrand, you got any suggestions? Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe checking that Almond's place out. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've, I've been there a couple of times. It's always been good. Yeah, it's pretty so, good food. So what would you recommend that my wife and I should get for dinner this evening? I mean, you can really get anything there, but the, they have this pan-fried chicken with mashed potatoes and snow peas. That's Delicious. really good. That's really good. Yeah, best part about Almond's is, you know, they got the steaks, the fish, the chicken, the pastas, really anything. Any occasion. All right, something for everybody. I'm excited. Let's do it. So today we have Mr. Hildebrand on. Uh, as we mentioned, Clayton alum, played hockey here. Uh, and now he's a teacher here, business teacher, teaches a lot of different classes. So what classes do you teach at Clayton now? Uh, first of all, I played much more than just a hockey player. Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, my sport of choice, the one I was best at, was golf. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that, yeah. But then Russell played football, soccer, just kind of dabbled in all things all right. sports. Nice. But enough about that. What do I teach <laughs> now at, at Clayton High School? So um, I teach basically anything with the words marketing or entrepreneurship in them. So marketing one, marketing two, small business enterprise, which I'm realizing doesn't have either of those words in it. But it is a school <laughs> store. It's the doghouse. Um, marketing research, global business and entrepreneurship. And I think that might be it. All right. So um, as you kind of mentioned, a lot of those are business classes. Um they have all entrepreneurship or marketing in the world, except well, that, a couple of them. That one has enterprises. That's, you know, it's <laughs> a bi- business stuff. Yeah, All exactly. business classes. All right, so um, you also mentioned you play, you dabbled in, in a lot of different sports while you were at Clayton. Um, so what was the, the feel kind of like surrounding, or let me ask you this, what was the probably the most popular sport at Clayton while you were here? Popular as far as attendance or as far as people signing up to play? Uh, as far as the attendance? So I guess that's the same answer for both those questions. Football was definitely the most popular as far as attendance. And actually for most players coming out, the second most popular sport to attend were hockey games mm-hmm. because of a little more rowdy crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know those hockey stadiums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that holds, holds true to them <laughs> too. <laughs> Never against Ledoux, though. Those games are really calm, usually. Yeah. Very yeah. civil. Really, not a lot of people come out to those. It's usually, no, usually yeah, a pretty no. calm game. Calm both in the stands and on the ice right. at <laughs> all times. Um, I, so going back to like your high school career, um, 
you said you played hockey, golf, and what else? So I played football my freshman year and then soccer my sophomore year. And then pretty much I, I tried basketball my freshman year. I wasn't tall yet. <laughs> and so then I wrestled my sophomore through senior year. And I played hockey. Um, and that was a club sport, which it still is. Right. And then I played golf for all four years. So what was it like um, playing all those sports at Clayton? I just really enjoyed being involved. And my mom was basically the Miss Dornfeld of the <laughs> – building right now so she was yeah so she was uh um right before her so she was the you know athletic director's administrative assistant and i don't know i the athletic director at the time rich grower i just i don't know i liked everything he was doing and i was just really really involved and and that was kind of the thing that a lot of people played all three seasons Mm -hmm. so would you say that well i mean if you look at clayton now you'd say it's mainly school Driven by academics, people are, are probably um, more occupied with their academics than they are with sports and things like that. So would you say that um, the mindset has kind of changed from when you were there? Would you say it was kind of like an even balance, or would you say it's like more academics or more athletics? Well, what's interesting is that I think that there was always an emphasis on academics. Right. And, you know, I think that Clayton, rightfully so, prides itself on graduation rate and the higher universities that most students attend and you know the high achieving grades and standardized test scores but there was and and I maybe I could be a little bit out of touch you you guys maybe need to inform me a little bit more Um, but there was a real like let's go to all the athletic events like it was a good balance but we didn't neglect academics we just also really were were you know very involved with athletics for sure yeah I think in recent years uh it's it's kind of shifted more towards uh towards academics um but i i think kind of like we mentioned we continue to mention we think that coach hudson's really trying to to take it back to those days where it's more of an even balance of you know like academics are very important here but you know let's go see the football game or let's go watch you know girls volleyball or something like that yeah this year is definitely a lot different yeah um, for sure than recent years and this is only my third year at clayton as a teacher and i've right. noticed it getting better every year I'm not even saying it was bad three years ago, right. but I just noticed that there's more enthusiasm towards athletics. And, I, and I, I think that also happens when you have teams that are succeeding. Right. I mean, that's a real – I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit, but when you've got teams that are going advancing farther into the playoffs, like you get pretty hyped about it. Right, exactly. Um, so you mentioned it earlier um, about uh, the achievement and the success of the, the athletic teams at Clayton. Um, so how successful were the teams – um, when you were when you were going to school here. Well, um, let's see, and I, I can't remember every sport, but let's just <laughs> yeah. go. Let's go through the through the seasons. Uh, in the fall, soccer was pretty much annually um, sectional contenders, and they they made it to St. Mary's was like our Achilles heel. We'd play them every year, and they'd always beat us. We beat them one year, and that was like the biggest year. It was always in the sectional tournament, or it was in like the state quarterfinals. Um, St. Mary's, they're the worst in soccer. But they're actually the best in soccer. They're very good. They were very good. Uh, football also, we were we were pretty solid in football. We would, again, we would get far and we'd get to the sectional. I think it was the, the quarterfinals or the the round before that, and we'd always lose to MICDS. And, and we don't even play them anymore, right, because right. they're in a higher tier. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was another, like, football was always going to the second or third round of the playoffs. Um and I mean, there were there were so many kids that were coming out for all three levels of teams that uh, 
like you would be on the, the freshman team, there'd be 30 kids out for the freshman team. So there was just a lot of – now, again, that's not just Clayton. That's, like, nationwide right. as far as people right. wanting to participate in football. Yeah, I think definitely it's um, it's kind of shifted with recent studies that have um, kind of been released in the past few years that there's definitely been a decrease in the amount of kids playing football. Um, but do you think that there's something specific about Clayton? Um, because though numbers, I assume, all around have decreased a little bit, um, at Clayton especially it was a problem – maybe a couple of years ago, your first couple of years here, where, you know, we'd have, like, I don't know, 30 kids total. You could barely field yeah. 11 players at a time. I think there's ebbs and flows with every sport. So, I mean, that happened even at my previous school at Afton, and, and every three or four years the team would be really solid, and a lot of people would come out and play. You know, as a high school student, you want to be on the team that's winning. Right. Right? And then if you have a few years that are down, you lose recruitment or you lose kids wanting to sign up. I think that the problem that's happened at Clayton is it's – harder to get people to re-sign up again. Mm-hmm. Like, once you've kind of lost that momentum, I just it seems like it's harder to recover. Right. Um, so you've been a part of the Clayton community for a long time now um, as a student as a, and as a teacher. Um, Merrimack Mustangs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but what have you seen um, sort of change from when you were a student um, to now with athletics, but also just like within the school itself? It's a really deep. It's a deep question. Um, we asked the hard hitting questions. Here yeah. Time. Well, I didn't. I didn't even finish. You didn't let me finish talking about all the other seasons. Oh, that's right. We forgot oh, yeah. about all the seasons. You guys got. So I'm gonna come. I need to think yeah, on that back, question. No, that's that's deep. That. I also don't want to make my. I don't want to sound bad and tell anybody. You know, call anybody out. No, I won't. Um, but real quick about the winter. The winter seasons. And listen, girls volleyball was good as well. Uh, winter seasons basketball. They made it to. Again, state quarterfinals, my, like they were district champs. Um, my, the year after I graduated, my brother was a sophomore. Um, they were just studs. They were great. Was Re- that the year Mr. Looning was the coach? No, Joe Gamlin was the coach oh, okay. before that. This was like back in 2000. Right. So I don't think Looning was there yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he started maybe early 2000s. Anyway, I digress. But um, wrestling was always really solid. We'd usually have uh, anywhere from two to five state uh, qualifiers every year, a couple, couple finalists. Um, the hockey team got second in st- or got second overall in state my sophomore year, which was just the most brutal loss. We were, we were at Scott Trade. At the time it was called Keel. We lost in double overtime to the – those boards there are so bad. <laughs> Listen, it was John Burroughs. Uh, I'm getting heated right now. John Burroughs, they hit the, sh- the puck around the net, and our goalie went behind it to kind of, you know, recover it or right. to stop it hit a rut in the board, bounced directly in front of the goal, and the guy just tapped it in. And that was after we had just missed a break. Anyway, it was just – I just can't. So we got second. That was rough. Um, Seem, there's still some, some, some kind of like Well, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Anyway. Um, and uh, so what else? What other sports were there? Oh, you know, we had – if you look at the – if you go into the center, there are a lot of swimming and diving records that are yeah. from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. So they were, we had a lot of good athletes – um, back then, a good friend of mine um, got a, a full ride to Ohio State for uh, water polo. Wow. So that's, you know, and then finally in the spring, track was awesome. Like, we would just kill it in track. There's a lot of a lot of trophies down there. And, of course, I got to talk about golf for a second uh, <laughs> because we did get fourth overall my senior year. There you go. We should have gotten first, but <laughs> my, my playing mates, hopefully they're listening to this. Uh, I'll make them. They did not play well on both days. They, <laughs> should, they chose to play well on one day and not the other How day. How did you play? 
I I was an all state finalist. You know, I was you know. We can't even call that a. What's your your handicap? What's your handicap right now? Now I don't I don't I don't care to share that. Um, (laughs) Back then it was probably uh, I got tested one time at like a four, but it just changed. I mean, I I at state I shot I went seventy five seventy five my two days, and it was decent. So I got tenth overall. Five part of the last green, no big deal. Oh no, no, no big deal. I'm sharing lots of things today. (laughs) Yeah. so well, so back to your other question about you know how things have changed. Let me just give you put it in this perspective. So we used to have an organization called C Club. Does that we we, we, we have like captains council, right? To, it was tried to be revived last uh, year. Last year, or the two year years before, ago. Yeah, I think a good amount of people signed up for it initially. Um, but again, like I just don't think a lot of people still ended up going to the games. Um, yeah, and I I don't know how it's doing now. Well, let me tell you what C Club did back then. We Number one, we would work all the concessions for every sport. And I know that PTO does that now, and other clubs help out with basketball, but that was a big recruiting tool. And so it would be like, hey, I'm working the, the volleyball game tonight. Friends, show up, and I'll give you some hot dogs. I mean, I'll sell you some hot right, dogs. Right, right. right, of course. We're always selling. We had Papa John's. Anyway, so the that was a really good way to you know motivate classmates to go. Um Big time at the football games. We actually had an organization. This is, and you should ask uh, Ben Hockman about this. Yeah, I know you're having him on here next yeah. week. I hope I didn't spoil the no, surprise. Yeah. Uh, Breaking news: ben Hockman. We're having Ben Hockman on the podcast next week. <laughs> so he's Thank a good, he's a good friend of mine. He's a year older than me, and we're fraternity brothers. Also, he's just a good guy, and he'll tell you that we had an organization called the Mad Hatters, which was like a spinoff of the C Club, and they were people that would wear. Well, I mean, these ridiculous hats, like Dr. Seuss hats, and everyone had like a different thing, and they'd show up to games, you know, body painted, just go wacky at football games, basketball games, volleyball games, didn't matter. And that just got people super excited about it. Right. Went home and away, mostly home, but sometimes away during the big, uh, you know, f- um, playoff games. And it was just kind of like that. Like, you'd show up to the football game, you know, there'd be some shenanigans with them going on. You know, your friends would be selling, you know, in the concession stands. And if you if you weren't playing, um, it just, it just really, people were very excited to go to these games. Were you one of the body paint guys? I was not. Oh. No. <laughs> was Ben Hockman? See, I don't remember. I know that he, I know that a lot of his friends, were, that's why you should ask him about we'll the Mad Hatters. Sure. Ask him about that. I know, I know some of his good friends were definitely in it. I don't know if he was one of them. He probably was one of yeah, them. Yeah, I could see it. I yeah. could see it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it definitely just sounds like overall the involvement with the athletic program was – a little bit higher um, when you were going to high school, and that's kind of one of the goals that uh, that we have is to try and get people excited about it again, and and maybe some people listening to the podcast are maybe look at some ideas, and soccer districts are coming up, and like might go crazy. Yeah, bring no, back, bring back, Mad bring back the Mad Hatters. Bring back the Mad Hatters. Oh, you gotta get some big shoes to fill, some big, <laughs> some big hats to fill. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what what has changed? at Clayton more with just like the school itself. So, you know, it's interesting. It's funny how things are different and how they're still the same. The atmosphere is still the same. It's, it's very high achieving. People take education very seriously as they should. It's very refreshing actually. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, I do think there's, there, there seems to be more competition whether it's implicit competition or, I mean, it's flat out like, hey, what school are you getting into? 
I don't remember that thing. I don't, I don't remember that being a thing. I remember applying to the schools I wanted to apply to. We weren't competing against each other as friends. It wasn't like, oh, Stanford's only going to accept one person. It was like, oh, you might go to Stanford. You might go to Stanford. Cool. Let's all apply to Stanford together and be friends there. Here now, it seems as if, oh, no, I can't tell my friend that I'm applying to this school because last year, the last five years, they've only accepted one Clayton kid, and I need to be that Clayton kid. Right. So it, it's like almost creating this animosity towards friends. I, I don't know if you guys experienced that at all, but I've, I've just seen that, and it's for me, it's like disheartening. Like you should be excited and you should, there's just a lot of pressure put on you guys, whether it's, you know, by your own, through your own, you know, wanting to achieve, get into a certain school, or maybe it's, again, it's very implicit. No one's actually saying you have to go to these universities, but it just seems like that's kind of what you maybe feel. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it definitely exists. Um, but it's definitely not with everybody. Like there's definitely the people that, you know, they'll share where they're going, get excited for their friends. But then at the same time, there are those people that are, you know, very competitive and, but they've, they've worked their last four years to get to that point. And it's kind of like, you know, their big decision. Um, so it it matters a lot. Um, but I can, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I've definitely seen, um, I've seen both sides of it. I've seen people that, um, you know, we're kind of the same way where we find out the two of us are both applying to one of the same colleges and we get excited. Like, yeah, we might go go to the same college. Like it'll be fun. Roomies. Yeah, but then uh, I've definitely seen the other side of it where, um, you know, people are trying to find out, you know, for me or for someone else where, like, somebody else applied to, you know, you know they're only going to accept one. And um, so, yeah, I've definitely seen both sides of it. Um, I don't don't know because I've never experienced uh, another school like that. So, I mean, you worked at Afton as well. So do you think that it was like that um, at Afton too? Is that a Clayton thing? It wasn't at all. And it doesn't mean that they weren't trying to get into the best universities. And there are very many bright students at every school in, high, right. in, in St. Louis, every high school in St. Louis. Um, and again, I don't want it to sound like it's not important where you're going. But no, just, yeah. but right, just right. so everyone understands that, that it, it is very important, depending on what you want to do for your career. Like if you think that this they have the best program to help you succeed where you get where you want to go, that's awesome. But I, I just I just have seen a little bit more competition here, and it and it what it does is it it just kind of sucks the positivity energy out of students, right? Especially seniors, especially this time of the year. Like yeah. this time of the year, it's very there are a lot there are a lot of anxious people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna that's I think it's a light way to put it. Right. And yeah. again, I'm not saying like yeah, you should be very excited about and maybe even a little anxious and have some anxiety about you know what you're gonna be doing next year. Totally, this is like a this is a huge chapter in your lives. You're about to turn that page. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me and not remembering all the things back in high school. But I just remember being very joyous. Right. And it is for some, but there are there are some that it's not at all. Yeah, connecting this, like, back to athletics, I guess. Um, when you were at Afton, did you see, like, a lot more excitement into where um, some athletes at that school were going to go to at the next level? Because I feel like, like at Clayton, there's – I don't know if it's like a lack of excitement or I don't know. I just haven't like felt like there's a focus on you know, where really, our athletes are going to be going to school. You know, it was really cool. A cool thing they did. Uh, they started doing after a couple of years. They may have always done it, but I noticed it finally. Um, they used to have signing days. Yeah. And, and does Clayton do that? Yeah, yeah they but it's, do it. it's a little bit more low key, I think. So and so, like, I think I have seen emails about it, but I I think that was something super publicized. It'd be this big for every single student that played, you know, post high school. Right. They'd get him at the table. They had him sign the kind. They had these both flags there. It was a huge thing. It'd be promoted on all the social media accounts. 
um, within the district, the parents. Mm-hmm. I just remember people getting really jazzed up about that. Right. Yeah, I, I'll, I like to see like the videos, you know, like of like top athletes with all the hats. Yeah. Hat on, pick the hat, the family's there. Yeah. I that's, like. I just like. I was just wondering because I don't feel that like same energy at Clayton. Yeah, and that's. I think it's really fun. And I, I, I don't know why that is. Because I mean, because athletics should be celebrated. You, there's you guys who play sports. You put a lot of time and energy. And even if you're not playing, if you're if you're supporting the team, if you're managing the team, like the amount of commitment that you have to have to like stick with it for even a season, is crazy. Like that should be yeah. really celebrated. Absolutely. So um, I I was listening to Nerd is the new cool. Oh yes. Yeah, and I I heard you mention um, that you had a student. At Clayton, you graduated last year, um, who went to Mizzou for esports. Mm-hmm. So, what's your opinion on on esports and how that fits into to an athletic, like a physically athletic, active world? So that was Darren. Yeah, Darren. Yeah, awesome. He was actually in our pilot catalyst program. Anyway, shout out for that. So shout, shout out, Darren. out Darren. So I don't Dar- know if he's listening, but shout out Darren. Yeah, it was. So I, when I saw that, I was like, that is freaking amazing. You know what it was? A lot of it was. Very a lot of excitement for him, but also jealousy for me, yeah. <laughs> knowing that man, I wish I lived. I wish I lived in today's society, because speaking of dedicating lots of time to something, I played a lot of sports <laughs> on the internet, on the on the on the video games consoles, yeah, right? Go ahead, go ahead, uh, uh, if Mario sport. Kart had been a sport back <laughs> exactly. then, I, I don't know what I'd be. I'd be those million dollar Fortnite people. I'd just be cashing Mario Kart checks. I hear you're killing it on the mobile Mario Kart. Yeah. Though. I'm, I'm just. I've, been, I, I've got you on mobile, Mario. I've seen you on the leaderboards. I'm very excited for multiplayer to come. <laughs> out. Let's just put it that way. Um, I think that's, that's the first time that we were covered esports on the podcast. So yeah, it, hopefully we'll you know get that going. Yeah, you guys should do some some research on that because it's really like an absolute booming industry. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I and I had a couple kids a few years ago that were nationally ranked in Smash Brothers. Now that's a game. That's, that's a game crazy. that I just hit buttons and like oh, sometimes yeah, yeah. I fly no, off. Sometimes I couldn't just tell like you, you what. I don't know what's happening ever. Like, not at all. The only thing I can I kind of can control is if I fall off the cliff, I can oh, maybe can jump back, up? Jump yeah, back exactly. but not always. Exactly sometimes mean. I'm like I don't know if I'm doing this right. <laughs> right. But then those same kids I played in Mario Kart 64. The different no different story. We'll the floor with them. Different story. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I I, I want to mention real quick what's what all, what also has been surprising about Clayton Athletics is that. I think the the sports that we were always very good at and it was were super popular, like tennis and golf, which I think that you could probably figure out why maybe Clayton would be, you know, those are year round sports you can play if you're members at certain clubs and organizations. So we have right. the very luxury of having that resources. It's amazing. I feel like those sports aren't as popular as they once were either. I mean, we're talking like tennis and boys and girls were like look at look up the record books, like just you know annual state champs. Like singles, doubles, whatever it was, like they were just always killing it. And golf was always always had, a, and not even just the years that I was there. Um, for the next decade after that, they were just always. And we've had some really good players over the last few years with Coach Moody, but he'll tell you even the. I mean, ten years ago, there were sixty kids coming out to play wow. on the golf team. Yeah, and I that's think, a significant difference yeah. to now. It's like a dozen or two. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Like. Uh, with tennis, I think there's there's been in recent years an uptick in players. Yeah. Um, I like new players and things like that. But with golf, like I, I know a lot of the golfers who like people who play golf at Clayton, are also on the baseball team, mm-hmm. or they play another spring sport that doesn't allow them to go out and play golf. 
Yeah. So I feel like that's part of the problem, but I, I do wonder why that sport is taking such a, you know. That was one of the biggest choices I remember making was to, because you grew up playing baseball and then right. golf is the same season, which by the way, Missouri really kind of gets the short end of the stick with that because a lot of other states. Fall sport and other states. It's a fall yeah. sport. So if you think about the quality of players, number one, recruiting has already happened by the time spring comes around right, your senior right. year. Number two, your, year. your scores are better because you're coming off the summer where you're playing all the time, and now you're playing also in the fall, whereas when our season would start, there'd be snow on the ground. Right. Like, yeah, even, yeah. yeah. There are very few people that are at the top of their of their game at that point. Um, yeah, so anyway, so that's, that's a big thing about Missouri that's unfortunate. Yeah, I think another one of the pitfalls of golf is people think of it as like a lifetime sport, right, where yeah. you can be, play it for the next, you know, 40 years, 50 years, and... I know that with some guys on the baseball team, that's how they're thinking. Like, this is my last chance to play baseball. Yeah. So, like, I'll take advantage of that and then play golf once I get into college, out of college. You know, that's something that I can keep playing. And that, and that's a testament to, to Suker, like, really getting people. And even oh, yeah. Huddy when he was coaching. Um, that's amazing. I, I – and hopefully they're not mad at me for saying this. I had a lot of friends afterwards that – and actually Suker, I'm sure, remembers a few of these guys um, – that said to me that like right after the season's over the next year, like Hildebrand, man, you get to play golf for free every day. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's what golf is. And they're like, man, I should have done that, or I wish I would have done that. I wish that I couldn't, I wouldn't have had to choose between my favorite sport and also golf for free every day. And that's a lot mm -hmm. of money you're saving right. throughout the course of four years of of play. Anyway. Yeah, and um, I know you also were a golf coach at one point, right? Yep. So what was that? What was that experience? Like? I was I was a golf coach. So when I finished my when I was finishing my grad degree um, at MoBAP, post Mizzou, I was coaching golf. Was assistant varsity golf coach at Clayton, and then when I went to Afton, I was assistant coach for a couple of years, and I was a head golf coach there for um, I don't know six or seven years until I switched back to, to CHS. So um, same kind of thing. Like I, I there were just as far as like what do you mean? Like what was it like to coach? Yeah, I was a blast. <laughs> Now, I, I will say that what stinks is that some coaches, there's always some bad apples, had to ruin it for us, and we used to be able to play. Like, coaches would take the other coaches and go play or entertain, or assistant coach would take the head coaches while the head coach was, you know, taking care of the scores. But they totally got rid of that because some some coaches did some things left. They, they, were just, they, weren't, they weren't supervising the kids appropriately, um, or not even appropriately, just properly. And so they got rid of that whole play thing. And, man, that, that's, that just stinks. <laughs> I, I just can't. That was one of the perks, like, you know, exactly. like my golf game was still pretty solid. We go on the range and we'd all practice and like, let's, you know, help each other. That's, I mean, honestly, that's golf is just muscle memory. It's all yeah, repetition. Yeah. It's a total brain, you know, it's totally in your head. You know, it's, it's a mind game is what I'm trying to say. So that was great. I love coaching. It was a lot of time. Um, and so my wife at one point said, Hey, um, you're, you're class sponsor, you're DECA advisor, you're running the store, you're golf coach. You probably gotta, probably gotta pick a few, stick with them. So, the rest is history, I guess. Maybe one day I'll coach again. Uh, I'd like to see it. Yeah. Co you know, the ch talking about weird sports, we can talk chess. Chess is a big one, too. <laughs> I was a chess sponsor back at Afton. Chess was a big sport. And, I yes, I will call it a sport. It's a mental sport. It was a huge sport um, back in back in the day at Clayton as well. Yeah. I mean, I, and I know people still play it. I know we still have a team. Dude, I don't – I don't a chess room now at the, in the library. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. I mean, during the lunch in the, during the lunchroom in the commons – during lunches in the commons, people would be just lined up playing chess. And it, and it was, it was everyone. It was like, I remember like the chess team, 
that we, I mean, we won state a couple years and that chess team consisted of like the center on the football team. That's like the, the couple defensemen from the hockey team, um, like a volleyball player. Like it was a lot of athletes that played chess as well because it was again, a club thing. If you had seen, we used to, we used to joke, like if we walk into play, the chess team would walk into play another school. Like if we don't win, on the boards, we can definitely win in a physical altercation. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it has to, come, if for some reason there's a exactly. you know a disputed move on the chessboard, we felt pretty <laughs> confident about ourselves. Never happened, but just I don't know. Different times, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so um, because obviously you listen to the podcast, I do. Yeah, so um, you know that at the end of it, we ask people to uh, give their uh, describe their coaches with one word. And then with Coach Suker, we asked him to um, to describe like the, his senior class with one word. So if you could describe uh, this year's Catalyst group with one Ooh. word, what would you use to describe oh, it? Oh, man. That's a good question. <laughs> so while you're thinking... How, how long do they usually give guests to think about that? That's a, well, well, we can ask you another question while you're thinking. Coach Shuker, no, no. Was, Coach Shuker was sitting on wheels for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was he? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to say... I'm actually going to say enthusiastic. I, I feel like there have been years past, and I'm not even saying with Catalyst, but with other startup classes I've had where it takes people a while to really get excited about developing their own passion project, which is ironic because it's, you know, it's something you should be right. passionate about. Yeah. It, there is a lot of excitement right now with the the groups of students that are working on their ideas so much so to where I wish I knew more about these particular industries. Cause I just, I can't help as much as I wish I could. Right. So that's, I mean, that's a great problem to have. Yeah. Well, like one more thing. <laughs> um, I know like catalyst is kind of like, it's almost like your baby. Like you've kind of like grown <laughs> this, um, over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, where do you want to see, um, the catalyst program go in the future? It's a good question. So, and, and there are a lot of things I want to see happen. I'd like to see us expand into different strands. That's kind of the ma major step possibly for next year. So there's a lot of other high demand fields, things like bioscience, medicine, engineering, even the humanities. Um, so I'd like to, I'd like to expand in different strands, I'd like to obviously increase enrollment, but that'll happen if we have these different strands. I'd also love to see not just are there more strands, but also these strands are located in different places. So I'd like to have a hospital that would like to partner with us for the medicine strand, an engineering and manufacturing plant saying, hey, take a boardroom from our, you know, in our building for a couple hours a day and, and so forth. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, I'd like to see more area districts get involved. So we've got four, you know, this, this inaugural year with the consortium already in contact with a few more. But there's a lot of schools in this mid-county area that I think both public and maybe even private that could benefit from a program like this. And then lastly, you know, I'm thinking even bigger picture, I'd like to, to at some point, and this is maybe, you know, five, 10 years down the road, I think that having an actual freestanding brick and mortar building for all of our strands, that's just the catalyst dedicated space would be amazing. And we have yeah. the resources in our backyards with the districts that are involved and the businesses that are involved that we just got to find a couple of really generous donors and that want to kind of back the program. I mean, Blue Valley Caps, where this started in Kansas City, has that. Mm -hmm. And I think we could do just as good, if not better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, if you didn't hear, uh, real quick, congratulations. We heard you got the grant for Catalyst. Big grant, yeah. I did. Clayton Education Foundation, they're just super generous. So we got $7,000 we're going to allocate to you guys for uh, – 
well, just a wide variety of things, some of your business ideas, et cetera, um, startup capital. Also going to have some different pitch competitions throughout the course of the year, at least one final pitch competition at the end of the year. And there's going to be some money left over that we got to figure out kind of how we want to use it this year and maybe even prepare for next year. So, Yeah, for those who aren't aware, can you just like explain like what Catalyst is? I know we're talking about <laughs> Catalyst. I don't know. Them. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the audience knows I did not come in here trying to promote no, certain no, things. Really. I appreciate you asking these I think, questions. I think it's appropriate to talk about. But I, you know, yeah. you know, no, totally, totally. Um, I was just joking, but I no, love, yeah. to, I love talking. <laughs> well, okay, just this wasn't my idea. That's the point. Um, yeah, but you got the Hildebrand Dental shirt on. Well, I do. What's really funny, and I have to admit, my brother maybe give me a free cleaning or something. I wore this today <laughs> while they were presenting the check. So go. it's going to be all on all the social medias and all the videos, Hildebrand Dental right there branding. I mean, you can't buy this kind of advertising. Between that and this podcast, I mean, he's basically got everybody that he needs for, for Everything's coming up Hildebrand today. Exactly. <laughs> well, while, we're at it, while we're at it, shout out Blue Sky Bar and Grill. Shout out Blue oh, Sky Bar and Grill. Man, just everything. Just everything. <laughs> this is great. All right. I'm going to come on more often. Um so what was oh yeah what's the, the, the catalyst so the catalyst is in a nutshell and it's, it's an experiential professional immersion program basically what that means is we're giving you guys an opportunity to learn by doing so getting you out of the traditional classroom and uh honestly learning from industry experts as opposed to me as the keeper of knowledge which i'm not anymore it's asking people like how do you how did you actually get here like learning from real life experiences and then being able to do actual things like this. So create a pat rather than talk about what it's like to be an entrepreneur, like be an entrepreneur, learn the process. And as you go, you're going to get better at it. And who knows, hopefully that'll apply later on in life, no matter what you do. Um, we're going to take on businesses as clients later on this, this school year. There's an internship component. So basically it's just as real life as I can make a program um, while you, whilst it's still in high school. So, yeah. It's a great program. Everybody should check it out for, uh, it's, it's only available for seniors, correct? Well, so it's available for juniors and seniors, but seniors get first priority. Okay. And it's also harder to fit this in your schedule right. as, a, as, a, as a junior because it's seventh and eighth hour um, blocked. And there's also a lot of travel time. Yeah. But, I mean, that's factored into the class period, but mm-hmm. it's harder for juniors to kind of get away. Well, either way, definitely check it out. Uh, Mr. Hildebrand, I'd like to thank you for coming on today. You're welcome. Um, so we got some, we placed a sticker order, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for helping us with the yeah. sticker order. You're right, you're right. Do I get one of those stickers? That yeah, I, that that's, I, that's what we're going to say. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to give right. you the sticker uh, cool. when they come in. And also, uh, for those of you that are listening and that participated in the sticker giveaway, uh, if you won the free sticker, congrats. If not, they're only a dollar. Um, so if you're looking to buy a sticker, it's a cool looking sticker. They're sharp. It's a, it's one of those die cuts, so it's yeah, like shaped cut, exactly yeah. to the logo. Not too big. You can fit it on your computer. Awesome. Sticker first, first merch of a lot of merch we got coming out, so yeah, definitely be sure. on the lookout. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Hildebrand, for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. It was Thank awesome. Thank you.